For the last few years, I've started every January with a note in my phone, a rough outline of my plan for the next 12 months. It isn't long, and some things don't pan out the way I think they will, but wow. I'm really not sure how the last three years of my climbing would have gone without having that outline in my back pocket. So even if you don't call yourself a planner, or if planning a whole year of climbing feels scary or intimidating you, step into my office, because in this episode, we're breaking down a simple way to sketch out an entire year of climbing and training. Get your calendar out and settle in. You're listening to the Average Climber Podcast. All right, Caitlin. Um, at the time this is being recorded, we're getting we're approaching a very important football game. Um, this is American <laughs> football. This I am a diehard Ohio State fan. I went to Ohio State um, for school. Born and raised in Ohio. Love the Buckeyes. Um, and Caitlin is a fan of that team up north. Can you please describe your affiliation <laughs> with the team up north? I don't fully yes. understand how yes just to uh, enlighten everyone so my family is from michigan so my basically my entire dad's side went to the university of michigan so ah. naturally lauren and i feud from time we to time disagree <laughs> um but this is the most fun rivalry in college football hey but your boy harba isn't a looking too good right nah, now. he never does that guy's an yeah idiot. <laughs> yeah uh that's a fun scandal happening right now but we won't talk about that this is not a sports podcast but i was well, talking kind about of my, well kind of well it is a sports podcast but <laughs> Not a barstool sports kind Correct. of podcast. Um, Wait, okay. I just want you to know, okay, very big tangent. Uh, when I went to Michigan to visit my dad's hometown in September, we went to, it's like a pretty famous restaurant and hotel and definitely haunted, no doubt in my mind. But the bar we went to that's below this hotel was so loud they were like screaming at the tv and i was like man <laughs> new mexico sports are not a thing so oh my god so when i go places where they are i'm like what is this it's what's like, happening yeah anyway i digress what are we talking about today lauren <laughs> okay so so i want to tell you the fun fact i have today are you aware of the toledo war or the Michigan-Ohio War? <laughs> no. I was not aware that, like, beyond football, there was a history of Michigan and Ohio being, like, at a each feud. other's throats. Yes, but there's a feud. And, like, it was a war. Okay. So, this lasted between 1835 and 1836. And it was a boundary dispute between the U.S. state of Ohio and the territory of Michigan. Because Michigan, at the time, was, like, trying to become a state. Ohio already was a state. It was a whole thing. Um, and they were at war over what was now what is now known as the Toledo Strip. Um, and it was basically all about control over the Mommy Ripper River. And this was related control to control like, over the mommies. <laughs> control over yes, exactly. So basically <laughs> you want you want to have Catan logic people, you want to have ports because shipping, because economy. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, so yeah, they fought about it and it was like a whole a whole thing and i also think this is maybe part of why like i know a lot of people in toledo ohio are like michigan fans and i wonder if this yeah. like stems back to just like a history of toledo being like a a, a mixed up little situation between the states um but yeah so that happened wild it's been i'm yeah i'm actually that's I wonder if now all these feuds are a conspiracy and it's like people have just hated each other for so long that they keep, keep yeah, they keep finding a new two centuries later, about, like, you know, control of shipping ports and becoming state. And now we're like, with yeah. Toledo. <laughs> now we've got like, well, we can't fight about that stuff, but we can fight about football. And so, we <laughs> do, um, which is so fun. Um, yeah. Who knows how that game ended up? Um, 
yeah, because this this is being recorded after the Buckeyes uh, Michigan game. And anywho, wild times. We'll Midwest. see. If Lauren <laughs> throws a chair at the TV in our Airbnb. TBD. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Michigan's still the villain in my eyes, but we'll see. <laughs> They're a bunch of cheaters. Um, okay. They're stealing signs. I'm mad. Okay. We're not talking about this. We're not talking about this anymore. Okay. All right. So no today, comment. No. Caitlin's like, Ugh. Ah. Jim Harbaugh anyway. is great. Um, okay. Yes. Anyway, Caitlin, would you like to share our, oh wait, no, let's tell. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is not a podcast about football. You're listening to the Average Climber podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm a certified climbing coach and personal trainer and the founder of Good Spray Climbing. Caitlin, who are you? Uh, (laughs) It's me. Uh, I'm Caitlin. I am a certified nutrition specialist who helps climbers understand their nutrition needs both on and off the wall. And I also suppose I'm a founder. This is a weird thing. I just talked about my therapist or talked with with my therapist about this where I'm like, (laughs) I need to take ownership of what I do. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it's weird to call yourself a CEO of a one person company, but I digress. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's you can give yourself t- new titles and promotions anytime. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, head of head of social media, head of sales, marketing <laughs> director, CEO, president founder. of everything <laughs> <laughs> and nothing simultaneously. So <laughs> Anyway, okay, enough of that. Uh, I will read our testimonial of the week because this is such a sweet one. This is from Thomas. And Thomas says, I've been climbing for almost three years and I have tried other programs in the past. I'm a married father of five young children. So life moves very fast and time is of the essence. The self-guided program offered by Good Spray Coaching is the cost-effective way to go for very busy people who want to be better climbers. Lauren and her team put a lot of time and effort into programming from the creation of each month's block. This could be bouldering, power endurance, weightlifting, etc. to the excellent videos and instruction that accompany each block. So this could be how to plan out a successful endurance session, time management, mindset, strength exercises, and so on. I'm so grateful to have found a program with an app that is easy to follow, helps me get the most out of my time at the gym, and provides the framework for obtaining amazing results. My climbing has skyrocketed over the last four months, and I can't wait to do it again. That's amazing. Everybody go buy this right now. <laughs> if you didn't during Black Friday, you missed you out. You blew it. Um, no, but you, you okay, but like it's still like a good deal. Even yeah, it is. A it black, is. Black Friday coupon. So yeah, so Thomas did crush it bouldering. He is actually in the process of doing his second block um, Ooh, now, which is really fun. Cool. So yeah, he was psyched. He was like, can I start it again now? And I was like, of course. And it also is a program where you actually can like do it multiple times and there's like different progressions and ways to like keep it moving and spice it up. So yeah, but thank, thank you, Thomas. I really appreciate that. Um, And also I love that he was like Lauren and her team. And I was like, well, it was mostly just just me. My sister did help some, but a lot of it, she, she actually definitely helped me get the ball rolling. Um, And I do have um, another team member, Sam, that helps me get people onboarded and everything, but in terms of creation and all the fucking videos that are made, <laughs> so many videos, um, that was all me. So thank you, well, Thomas. Um, this, is, this sort of reminds me of something that I read about the other day, and I wanted to point it out because speaking of all of the hats that we wear and, you know, your, you being your team, how, you know that quote, like, jack of all trades, master of none? Yeah. So there's more that's not oh that's not it oh are you coming in with a hot second fun fact go on yes yes hot fun second wow hot fun <laughs> second, hot fun fun second fun. what <laughs> <laughs> excuse uh, me <laughs> this one's not a downer either it's the full quote is a jack of all trades is a master of none but oftentimes better than a master of one ha and i was ha. like yeah it me. yes it, That's it us. I we do do it. Shit. <laughs> I know how to do so much shit. It's crazy. Um, 
Like, I can write your training program and edit your podcast. There's so much shit we have to know <laughs> how to do. It's insane. Um, yes. So, yes. Okay. Yeah, Caitlin. All right. <laughs> okay. So a couple. So today, today we're going to be teaching you how to plan out a year of climbing. And actually, one of my former athletes sent me an email that was like, how do I do this? And I was like, how you know what? everyone needs to know how to do this Um, but before we get into all of that I do want to give you a couple reminders one if you leave a review for the show um, and we read it out loud on here then you can get a free sticker Um, so you can just go to the link in our show notes and grab a sticker um, and do you have to do it on Apple podcast reviews so you have to write it on Spotify if you want to leave us a review no stickers for this but still helpful just go to the number of stars you think we deserve on the show page and just hit that um, and that helps us out a ton and we really appreciate all the reviews you all have been leaving. So thank you. Um, okay. Caitlin, are you ready to learn how to plan a year of climbing? I am so ready. Please help me see the light. Okay. Amazing. If you are listening to this and you're somehow sitting and not doing something else while listening which to a podcast, which is possible. probably none of you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that said, if you do want to do that, I would recommend, you know, listen through, enjoy your life, drive, drive your car to wherever the hell it is you're going. Or but, be a passenger princess. and Or then be a passenger princess and then you can do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, precisely. Um, but I do think it is helpful to have like some paper, like a journal paper some paper out and a pencil um or if you're like a notes person on if you're a laptop person you can like type it out too but I think this is good to uh I think it's a good paper and pencil sort of exercise but you're still going to get a lot out of this even if you aren't actively doing the exercise I would also recommend having your calendar nearby wherever you wherever it is you keep track of when your husband says that you have like people coming to visit like (laughs) have that out (laughs) right (laughs) write that shit down and have it out um okay Caitlin, you don't have this stuff out, but are you feeling are you feeling grounded anyway? Are you ready to be taken through planning a year? I I think I am. I have my pillow fort around me, perfect, and uh, some warm dogs at my feet. So I'm I'm real grounded, whether I want to be or not. Perfect. Okay, so I just took you all through step one. So step, but I'll just tell you what it is. Step one, you're gonna get out a piece of paper and write all the months down and I would have your calendar nearby or if you already have a calendar you want to write this stuff on perfect okay that's step one easier said than done um especially for a whole year (laughs) and if you're like I don't know what the fuck's going on next October don't worry about it just write it's fine don't stress it'll fill in okay for me I'm like people don't plan out their years I know they don't yeah but I'm like I have I have like business things planned out through 2025 so yeah I mean I guess when you don't like control what's happening you don't yeah it's a wild operation Uh, it is yes I wonder I mean the general public however you record your life and keep tabs on it I feel like this this can fit in really really easy because I know you've talked about this before in group programs we've done together and yeah I really love your approach to this like road mapping if you will yes yeah so we're kind of making so another thing I want to say before we like fully get into the next step and like some of the more nitty-gritty details is like this is to build an outline that you're gonna color in later because Caitlin when I say like plan the next year of your life like how does that make you feel like I'm drowning. Uh. Right. Like that's <laughs> super overwhelming. Um, yeah, so I want to like, acknowledge that. Crazy. Like you're like, I can't fucking know what I'm going to like be psyched on six months from now. Totally. <laughs> totally. But if you can have, if you can go into the start of your year or even, even a six month period, having like a general idea of what you want to do and what's going to be going on, you're going to be so much better off because instead of having to like fill in all the details and like you know, start from scratch, you're going to have a general guideline. You're going to have like a nice like skeleton of what you planned on doing. And then you'll be able to kind of like fill in the blanks and color it in as you go. I can't tell you how helpful this is. Every year I literally have like a note in my phone that just says like basically is what I'm taking you through now. And it's so helpful because when I'm like, okay, it's March now, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? I don't have to be like, let me replan my whole year again. I just look at my little plan and I'm like, oh yeah, 
that's what I said I was going to do. And maybe it has to change and that's okay, but it's so much better to start with a plan than yeah. not. <laughs> I, well, I think the having a plan, um, to quote Mother Taylor, um, <laughs> failing to plan is planning to fail. Um, but it's so true because I feel like if you don't have an idea of even just like the you know general outline and details you know you it's really hard to work toward a goal at that point I think so when maybe actually could you before we dive into the nitty-gritty could you tell Mm -hmm. us more about why people why climbers should do this Mm. and how it can benefit them because I feel like that's some that's also a helpful piece of information. So yeah. people are like, why the hell would Especially I do this? Especially the ad- averse to planning people, which is like <laughs> yeah. so totally fair. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not calling, like, this is not me yelling at you for being disorganized. This is me. It happens. Like gently communicating to you how much like less brain and how much more effective your year of climbing will be if you just like take, like take 30 minutes to just kind of like think about this shit. Um, so another thing I want to mention, and that's a very good question, Caitlin. So one thing I want to mention before I kind of tell you like what some of the benefits are, I think, um, like making a, like the purpose of making a plan is not necessarily to follow it. Um, like mm, you're gonna, yeah, like, <laughs> like just, it's kind of like this, like imagine two scenarios. One is like, you just jump into the new year and you kind of are like, I don't know where I'm going. Like, it's like getting in your car and going, um, I want to go to, uh, just somewhere. And Google maps is like, what the fuck? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Whereas if you get in your car and you're like, I want to drive to LA, that's a little bit, you know, and obviously LA is big and like, you got a lot of options, but that's a lot more specific. And then, Google Maps will probably give you a bunch of different routes and you're probably going to, you know, uh, decide what place you're going to stop at for food along the way. And that's going to be different. But isn't that so much better than just going, I'm going to go somewhere like (laughs) right to all of California versus L.A. versus a restaurant in L.A. Right. Exactly. Like it's so different. So I think like the big thing is if you have a plan, if you have a general idea of where you want to head in your year um, or even in like a six month period, it's so much easier to like make decisions if you have like some kind of idea about where you want to go and what you want to do. Because then you're starting from a place of like, I've already thought about this. I've already reflected on what my values are and what's important to me next year. And then you just have to make decisions based on that. And the exact plan of it all might change, but you're like anchored into something that you've like reflected on and thought about versus just being like, well, I'm hopping in the car and we're going somewhere. Like, it's just different. It's just better energy and it's a better way to operate that will make you feel more peaceful and grounded and, like, less overwhelmed once it is time to, like, make decisions about how to spend your time. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like having that theme of being grounded is so important, especially, you know, we're busy people. We have busy lives. We have big goals and you know, aspirations for ourselves, not only in life, but in climbing. And I think without a plan and sort of this Mm -hmm. strategy to get there, it can be really hard to visualize what those steps are. And yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's kind of dive into it. Cause I think, you know, we got our pen and paper ready or our notes Mm -hmm. or we're listening. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're listening to you. And what should our step two be? After we okay. get through this first uh, setup stage. <laughs> yes, yes. Get yourself set up. Get yourself whatever. Step two, personal life. You're a whole right. ass human. And I would imagine that the things that are going on in your personal life are oftentimes um, not necessarily things that you can like change um, or things that you just need to be aware of, right? Like if you have to go to work, that's not really going to stop. Right. So I would write things in your personal life, like events. Do you usually go home to visit your parents for mother's day? Um, trips you're taking next year, whether they're like vacations or et cetera, um, work trips, 
any kid stuff you might have, like write down, you know, if like Jenny always has soccer. I don't know when the fuck soccer season is, if I'm being really honest, but (laughs) Jenny always has soccer season during March and April. Yeah. Like when is, I have no idea. Um, like when does little league soccer happen? Is it called little league soccer? I don't know. But like, when is that happening? (laughs) Um, any, any visitors you're having anytime, like, your friends are coming to visit or whatever um anything that you like know is happening in your personal life or for example if you're like you know a cpa and you're like yeah february through april sucks like whatever it is like write that stuff down so it might be like specific events or just like general vibes of your year like if in december getting ready for christmas just like eats your life um which is like really funny when you think about it because we just like spend our whole month putting up decorations and like doing all the it's fascinating. I'm excited to do humans it. Humans are strange. Yeah, humans are wild. I don't know. Um, but, you know, just, like, write that stuff down. So that's what I want you to do. Um, yeah. Caitlin, is there a month where you're just, like, yeah, what do you think, if you if I had to, like, ask you this, what do you think, like, is consistently the month of the year where you're, like, the least likely to get any sort of training done? <laughs> I would say usually that's like, uh, it changes frequently, but I would say July and August, not only okay. it's really, really busy with summer travel, but also mm-hmm. so hot here that uh, I just don't feel like in your garage is no. misery. So I don't, yeah, yeah I don't really those are the times that I don't really tend to prioritize it either because we go outside and we, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we devote time to other sports too. So I think that makes it a little easier, but as of right now, I think those are the arguably the two hardest months months for training. Yeah. Do you have a season that feels particularly challenging? I feel like usually December is when I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Cause it's la, usually, la, la, cookie la, la, la. season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, um, I think this December will be a little bit different because I am not traveling home and I'm also and like actually home <laughs> and I have a home. Um, and I am actually like for real getting ready for ski season. And I have like, I'm already in like a really good training rhythm. I don't usually like start a training program in October, but that's just like how things worked out this year. So I don't think that'll be the same this year, which feels like kind of good and fun because usually December I'm like, nothing matters. I'm not doing anything that doesn't sound fun. And then in January I like start up like a hard training cycle again. And then I'm like, Oh God, I feel some type of way, but I'm kind of glad I'm not doing that this year. I would say, yeah, that's usually the month that typically feels kind of like nothing's happening. Um, so I think yeah. it's good to have a month or so. Like, I want to say that too. Like, not every single month needs to be like hyper focused. I think it's totally fine if there's like a down month in your year that's just kind of like, we're going to do whatever and like we're going to maintain and not worry about gaining and just kind of like roll. Like, it's okay. That's really normal. So, what would you say if? I guess to listeners and me, uh, when (laughs) we have things that come up in our personal lives that are unexpected, Mm -hmm. how does that fit into this plan, this, this skeleton, if you will, that we're creating, can it fit in? Is there time to add it Mm. sort of what that, what could that look like? That's a very good question. And that's kind of like exactly what I mean by like the point of making a plan isn't to follow it. Mm, got because it. it's like yeah it's kind of like what I it's kind of like yeah because let's say you have like oh in March and April I'm gonna do xyz but then like a thing happens that like sucks okay well we knew what we wanted to do so is there a way to still do that but in a different way is there a way to like push this back do we need to deprioritize and just like change paths on whatever it was we were going to do in March and April? What was the purpose of doing that in March and April? And like, can we still serve that purpose, but maybe in like a different month or like does what we were going to do in March and April, like really matter that much or like, you know, can we just change it to something else that's a little bit more feasible based on what's going on? So like, if you have a game plan, like a vague game plan in place already, those questions are so much easier to ask yourself and like pivot around versus being like, uh, I don't know what I was going to do, but now this thing happened. So I guess I'm going to do nothing. Like, 
that's a very different conversation to be having with yourself. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think having a structure, whatever, you know, loose structure is still better than no structure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like what I, what I would envision you doing is like having this general game plan and then you're going to start filling in the blanks more with more detail, like as the months come by. Right. So like maybe, you know what, you know, generally what you want to be doing next October, Mm. but you're not really going to get into the details of exactly what that looks like probably until like August or September. Right. Like, right. Could you even in this step, could you like throw in your, your seasons? Because I feel like we're getting there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So no, we're only on step two. We're, we are getting there. I so. try not to look ahead because I want to be surprised <laughs> by what you yes. say. I love so it. let's let's move on then. What is our step three after we've done this initial, you know, we've we've got ourselves sort of brain thinking and then we figure out our personal life, things goings on. Yep. What's yep. next? Okay. So this is the fun part. This is extremely fun. So the third thing you're gonna do is you're gonna brainstorm the future version of your climbing self. You are going to describe that person. Um, and I think this can be more fun. This is like the zoomed out version of setting goals. Because this is because at the end of the day, like, yes, you'll have goals. And yes, you'll yeah. have outcomes you want to c- complete. But like, we have to figure out why you want those outcomes. And ideally, we want that to be rooted in some kind of like future version of yourself. Because like, part of climbing is personal development you might think like this is weird I don't get what she means blah 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 but let me give you some (laughs) let me give you some examples of what you might like say about your future climbing self so you might say something like she really likes slab climbs in the gym they don't even feel like vegetable boulders to her anymore um or like she can send a variety of styles very quickly outside um, or she can have a bad day of performance and not let it ruin her mood or motivation. Um, or like she has strong fingers and always gets her training volume right and doesn't really get injured. Like whatever that looks like, but like daydream about who you want your future climbing self to be. Um, because I think that can be really powerful and it sets you into the mindset of like, this is possible for me to become this person. Because if you don't believe yeah. it's possible for you to become that person, it's never going to happen. <laughs> right? It's not going <laughs> to magically wake up and be no. like, oh, wow, surprise. Well, yeah. I think this kind of reminds me of that that thought that's like, um, you know, if you focus on what's wrong or what's not right or not what you want, mm-hmm. when are you going to know something is right? Yeah. And moving forward from even there to visualize, you know, what what you want your your climbing and, you know, wherever you're at at that time, if you don't have a clear visual of that either, I imagine that's also challenging. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to like stop and do this and go absolutely buck wild, like say things (laughs) about yourself that feel like insane right now, because I'm sure there were things in your climbing that when you first started climbing, you were like, the idea of being able to do that sounds insane. And I bet you can do those things right now. So go big, dream big. And and I want you to write it like that. Like use your pronouns blank does blank blank Mm. can blank, right? Like write it about like describe your future self um, in the third person. It's sweet. Okay. This gets into, are you ready for step four, Caitlin? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Okay. So step four is figuring out how your future climbing self would spend the year. So this is where I want you to like be pretending that you're giving advice to a friend. So pretend your friend just like wrote out this list of like things they want to be and like who they want their future self in climbing to be. And you're looking at their list and you're like, well, it kind of seems like a person that does all these things would do this with their year of climbing. So imagine how your future self would spend your time in climbing and training and all of that next year. Like what would they do? I wonder, sorry, I'm thinking out loud, which is never helpful. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I think this is such a good exercise and I, I can visualize this and I think it's really fun, but what would you say to someone who's either maybe never trained or they're really novice at training? Like, how do you visualize what that future self would need if you don't really know? Mm, Okay. I will say one thing is that like, this is the kind of like figure out what you want to work on and you can figure out the details of like the how Mm. of the training of it all um, or of the execution of it all later. But that said, let me go ahead and like go with the like slab climbing example. And honestly, y'all like, I'll be transparent. This is exactly what I am doing right now. So (laughs) that's like that first thing that I wrote. That's like, she likes slab climbs in the gym. They don't even feel like vegetables to her. Like that is something that I want for my future climbing self. So let me give you an example of, you know, how I am trying to like embody that with my approach to training this winter. So One, I'm trying to stop saying I hate slab or that slab sucks. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to stop, like, even if it's a joke, I'm trying to like really cut that shit out. Like sometimes it is Mm -hmm. funny and like whatever. And like, we don't have to be that serious, but I really am trying to like stop saying stuff like I suck at slab or like, I'm just too short for what, you know, insert like lame thing that is not helping me get anywhere here. Like I'm really trying to like cut that shit out. And I highly recommend that if you are trying to work on a certain thing, talking about how much you suck at it is not helping you. Um, So that's Mm. one thing. Also, I like, when I think about this, I'm like, okay, if my future self likes slab climbing in the gym and like thinks it's fun and also feels, you know, like good about that skill and has a high level of skill at slab climbing, that person probably climbs slab whenever they go to the gym or the person that like wants to get better at slab is probably climbing slab when they go to the gym and they're probably getting on slab Mm. climbs that feel hard for them. So guess what I do every time I go to the gym? I get on a slab, right? So I think like it's just stuff like that. Like it doesn't have to be super complicated, but I just need you to like high level envision like, okay, someone that someone that has strong fingers. If you want to be someone that has strong fingers, I bet that person spends time climbing on holds that are hard for them. And I bet they spend a little bit Mm. of time hangboarding too, right? So like just think about those things like high level, what someone that's like, has the quality you're looking for, what would that person do? And then just like embody that and do it. I love that. I think anyone could do that because I even think back to like when I first started climbing, I was like, oh, I just want to stop looking like such a noob. Like I want to look like I do this. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, what do you, okay, what would your future self be doing? Climbing. You'd be doing it. That's it. Period. (laughs) Yeah, like someone that wa- someone that climbs really well, what do they do? Oh, they're probably like intentional with the way they spend their time climbing. They probably like think about mm-hmm. what they're doing when they climb. They probably get on stuff that feels hard for them. They probably try to like climb a boulder more than once and make it look good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, think about what that, you know, and if you're like, I don't know how to get better at certain things, that's kind of what our whole podcast is. So if you're like, insert thing Keep here listening. just go back and look in the archives because um there's like a lot of stuff that you could probably leverage for like the how of this um but yeah so caitlin i feel like we could take it to break and allow these good people to think more about how their future climbing self would spend their year in climbing yep perfect timing i think it's a great <laughs> idea <laughs> break time You know what movie scenes really spoke to me growing up? The makeover montages. Like Lizzie McGuire going on a shopping spree with her pop star icon twin. Or Caddy Heron's good girl gone bad transformation in Mean Girls. Or better yet, Anne Hathaway's iconic bangs in The Devil Wears Prada. I actually tried out those bangs in eighth grade. Turns out they don't look so hot when you have a massive cowlick in the middle of your forehead. Anyways, the fact is that I love a good makeover. I like seeing how a few simple tweaks can lead to a stunning before and after. And though I'm no Hollywood fashion guru, I've started a little makeover game of my own. With training plans, of course. Every week, I take an audience member's training plan and offer the adjustments needed to take it from alright to excellent. Inside of the weekly training plan makeover, I take you step-by-step through the how and why behind my recommendations that you can watch in a short, actionable video. The catch. 
This is only available to those on my email list. So if you want to get the weekly training plan makeover delivered straight to your inbox, or maybe even get a training plan makeover of your own, then make sure to get signed up for the weekly training plan makeover at the link in our show notes. Okay, Lauren, let's hear step number five of your grand scheme to make us plan our years out. <laughs> yes. Okay. So step number five, hopefully you have like a decent list of like stuff that your future climbing self would do. And ideally it's a mix of like general, like just general habits, kind of like the like slab example where it's like, probably climb slab, probably tries slab climbs outside, you know, or, you know, maybe it's like, oh, your future climbing self can climb 512C. So your future climbing self probably spends time projecting 512C, whatever it may be. So it's probably a mix of like general stuff you want to do, skills you want to learn, and then maybe some like outcome type things or like climbs that you really want to get on, whatever it is. So hopefully you have that list. Now it starts, now I want you to start filling in the gaps and start plugging this stuff in. And you don't have to do every single thing that you put on your, like, what your future climbing self would do list. But, like, start filling in the gaps. And what I want you to do, um, especially if anything's, like, very performance-oriented or, like, outcome-oriented, whether it's, like, a competition or, like, an outdoor season-type goal, I want you to start plugging in your performance months. Um, so what I want you to do is, like, go to your little page where you wrote down all the months and I want you, like, let's say you're like, oh, I want to maybe, like, try to send a new, of like, three new V5s in March whenever I go out on the weekends. So just write performance, like, that'll be the, the March, right? Performance underneath March. And then write down, like, a couple of bullet points of what that performance goal might look like. And this can be super spe specific or super general, like, depending on how much you know about this. So go in and start with like the performance months, right? So take, or like climbing trips you're going on, right? Or if you're like, oh, I always go on a climbing trip over Thanksgiving, or I always go on a climbing trip in the summer to wherever, like write that stuff down. And then if that's a climbing trip month, like just write performance there. Good. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think so. Easy. Okay. Now you're going to back. Oh, also if you're a multi-sport athlete, and like, let's say you're like a runner and you're going to run a race or something. That's also a performance event. So I want you to like write down performance. 10K race at wherever, right? Like any of that stuff. Or like maybe you're going on like a big bike trip. Performance, bike trip. Hiking trip, don't care. Whatever it may be. But you can write down anything that's like performance oriented for your climbing or any other sports that you're doing. Okay. Now you probably need to have like preparation for those performance months. So that's when you're going to back out months that are preparation based. Um, and I'm just using months because you're like, again, we're planning a general roadmap. You can get down to the nitty gritty of weeks um, as you get closer, but then you're going to back out your performance months. In general, um, we kind of talk about this a lot on our like how to plan your training and stuff seasonally episodes. I forget what episode those numbers those are, but those are great. If you like this episode, you should definitely go listen to those. Um, but then you're going to back out like your training leading up to this these performance periods. And I would recommend having like at least one big 12-week training cycle every year and then maybe some like four to eight-week tune-up cycles um, depending hmm. on like what's going on with your performance months. So take your performance periods and then back out some training from those performance periods to give yourself some runway to like get ready for those. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, it kind of seems like you're, like, this is where the seasonality might come in. Right, exactly. Maybe a bit more. Okay. Yes, that yes. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not going to go into, like, the nitty-gritty details of, like, what to do in your preparation or, like, this how long, because we, like, covered that in the, <laughs> yes, this is the, this is, like, what we totally covered in, like, the seasonality episode, so, like, this yeah. episode paired with, like, the seasonal programming episodes are definitely, like, what you want to combine, so, this episode, big picture. Those episodes filling in the filling in your roadmap with the some like, actual training. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, okay. But I would say another just like couple quick tips is like 
pick the best months to start with in each season. Like I'll just give my Red River Gorge people for an example. Like November, like October, late October and November, typically the best months to climb in the red. Like very generally speaking, if all things go how they theoretically should. December, you could still climb in the red. January, you could maybe still climb in the red. But like pick the best month for your performance month. So don't be like, well, I can climb in the red in September, even though it's going to be hot as balls. So I'll call that my Red River Gorge performance month. Like consider the weather and the seasons and like pick the best month um, as your like, you know, month to call your like main performance month. And it's okay if you have like two performance months in a row. Like, for example, if you're like performance season in the red, October, November. Great. Love it. Um, Yeah. Another couple of questions I want to cover too. Like, if you can climb out, yeah, like again, if you can climb outside the whole year, call the best months your performance periods. Just because you can doesn't mean it's like the best time to be sending the NAR. And this is also mm-hmm. not me saying like don't climb outside all year. You totally can, but there can be seasons where like you're still going climbing outside, but your training is your priority. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can't do it all and you shouldn't. Yeah. Every yeah. other athlete, every other sport, they all Has have season. off seasons. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you can have off seasons or training seasons or prep seasons too. It just what makes about, sense. What about um I'm what I'm thinking of mostly is okay, so normally if my bouldering season is different than when maybe I'm going on a longer trip to Mm. like let's say I'm going to Rocklands their bouldering season is going to be quite different like the opposite of what ours might be Mm. how would that play into this sort of planning aspect like because that could really change your year okay um you know what I'm not like I know I had an athlete that just went to Rocklands in it's like opposite Opposite I think it was like September. Pattern. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So what I would probably do is like still have your like general training prep, but like let's say you're kind of, you know, maybe you're like in, I don't know. Yeah, Caitlin, can you tell me how that season would work? Because I'm like struggling to visualize So that. let me give you an example, and this might trigger your memory of, of this athlete too. Um, but for me, for example, bouldering season – here in New Mexico is like probably, well, let's say September through March. And okay, that's pretty de- long. Yeah, depending on where you are in New Mexico. Like southern New Mexico is going to be a lot different than northern New Mexico, depending on what snow is doing up here. And we get a lot more rain. But in South Africa, it's a, you know, different, they're south of the equator. So it's like a different, mm-hmm. basically our winter is their summer and vice okay. versa. So if I were to say, okay, my normal training season where I'm like trying to kind of get going is right before I start really bouldering. And then I'm going to continue with this performance season for a while with training mm-hmm. chunks in there. Yeah. If my, if my, Rockland's trip is like the huge trip of the year yeah but it's in this opposite season when I'm normally climbing normally bouldering normally bouldering outside yeah or doing a totally different sport because it could be too hot to boulder okay so So, yeah what I would probably do in that case so if you were bouldering outside um I guess it would kind of be the case of like you kind of need to I mean one let's say it's like you're going to Rockland's in the middle of your outdoor bouldering season like I would just like I would like pick projects um in your outdoor bouldering that kind of like prep you and then you can just kind of like have that as one combined boulder season another thing like let's say you're going to Rocklands um but you're also that's kind of the tough thing too so it's like if you have a climbing this is also why we do this right because uh having like your Rocklands trip on top of let's say like you know, three weeks away from like a big race you want to run and PR in or like Mm -hmm. a big backpacking trip like that, I would not advise. I would, if you can, for multi-sport athletes, like space out your different sport performance objectives so that you aren't trying to pile like 14 different 
like things you want to be like if you want to be really good at something trying not to be really good at one thing and then also a completely different thing in the same like month span is better (laughs) it's like better to spread that shit out um if you can so yeah it sounds like what you're saying is you may if you have an unusual thing event Mm -hmm. trip whatever planned some of your some of you maybe your plans that you've had in the past that Might have worked well for you yeah have to shift yep. but more reason to have a plan right exactly <laughs> like look at this stuff ahead of time instead of being like oh fuck i scheduled a race on top of my bouldering season <laughs> like oops, yeah oops, yeah like do okay. that um yeah, yeah that's that's super helpful because i think that can be really challenging is like oh well this year is going to be different because of xyz well especially if you have like a life transition with okay say you have a baby say you have you know Mm -hmm. you graduate college and now you're working full time like there that is such a big shift and what worked before Mm -hmm. may really have to shift in the future absolutely yep 100 percent um okay it looks like i actually already mentioned step six which was just like plan out when you're training so we are actually on step seven now excellent (laughs) woo (laughs) okay let's hear it what's number seven okay seven is just to like rank your performance priorities like if you can decide like a one two three of what is the most important thing to you next year in terms of your climbing or Mm. other sports like because if you know that that's gonna help you a lot like last year when I set my goals I was like the most important thing is getting my stupid lander project done um sorry i, I knew you were gonna say that yeah i was like this is the only <laughs> thing well because i also knew that i was gonna be like moving and i was like i can't yeah. have more than like one big thing i want to do right so i was like i had that as the main thing and then like a couple other things that like sounded fun um sort of deal so i knew what my priority was and that way when i was like okay this was like the thing i was like it's time to go in on it so like i did and i committed and it was good and i like all of that so i think it's really helpful like Know what your number one priority is. Like I would say like if you can rank like one, two, three priorities and you have that as like your only like if that's all you get out of this podcast and you at least know what your like three priorities are for your next year of climbing, that's huge. Um so like okay. having that as your guiding light is major. So like rank your performance priorities and rank what is important to you. And that will help you decide how to spend your time when it kind comes time to do that. Okay. Yeah. So it seems like you've kind of walked us through having some really broad, well, specific goals, mm-hmm. maybe with performance priorities. And then you also have some of the broader aspects of like, what would you like to see in the future? What does mm-hmm. that look like? Um, but also some specific details of what could be happening in your life simultaneously. Um, yeah. You know, cause we're not only climbing all the time. That's one yep. teeny tiny aspect You're of our days. You're a whole human. <laughs> Weird. Uh, <laughs> but so considering all of these aspects, what what should we do next? Now that we kind of have an idea of what's going on, is there mm. a next step? Is there something else that we could or should be doing to sort of make this more of a structured plan? Yes. So this is where you're going to want to say, okay, I generally know where I want to end up in a year. I generally sort of know what I'm going to be like doing for the next 12 months. Maybe you only did six months, in which case, fine. Now I want you to zoom in on three months and figure out like, okay, more specifically, what do I want to have done accomplished at the end of the next three months? And then the next step is very important. What are you going to do this month? And what are you going to do this week? Ooh. And like this week doesn't mean you have to start training tomorrow. This week means maybe like pick out a training program that seems like it'll fit your things or like look for a coach or just read that book that you've been meaning to read. And then maybe this week it is read the book and next week it is, you know, write the program, right? Mm. Or maybe this week it is listen to our seasonal programming episode to get some (laughs) ideas about how that might work. That's totally fine. But you need to figure out like zoom in on three months, figure out like what you think you need to have done three months from now to get where Mm. you want to go. You need to think about what do I need to do this month? What does this month need to look like? And what am I going to do this week to make the things I want to do this month happen? 
And if you have that meeting yeah. with yourself every month, holy shit. You Imagine. are on top of it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I, ooh, I need to have this meeting. <laughs> I know. But. I'm like, I also, I loved it when my athlete asked me this because I was like, oh, I need to figure this out too. Because um, I think I'm running my first trail race next year which is like funny why Uh, uh, (laughs) i don't know it sounds fun and i just want to be a beast um in in like a fucked up way plus shout out coach blake (laughs) he's doing it and i was like well i like hanging out with blake and my friend shannon is really good at running so i was like shannon do you want to go to big sky and do a thing with me and then she was like of course i run marathons all the time she literally has like a wall of marathon medals and i'm just like i just want to like live (laughs) so anyways um and i also have plenty of athletes that are runners and i'm like it'd be interesting to try to like figure this out but yeah, so I got to thinking about that and I was like, actually, how the fuck am I going to do this? So I need to like make my own roadmap um, yeah, as well, especially because with multiple sports, it just gets um, even more exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's do what you, you want to do. <laughs> do you want to hear my <laughs> you're going to make fun of me. Uh, so <laughs> my multiple sports this year was climbing extremely long 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 mileage hiking hell yeah and uh fly fishing and i i hurt my shoulder fly fishing this summer no (laughs) and what i thought was funny is i was like oh no i didn't think about how this would affect my climbing what a dingus oh my god and so i mean it's not that fly fishing is like not you know, you still have to move. You have to right, do but it is stuff. a sport where I feel like you can drink beer like literally while you do it. Like how in bowling, you can like hold a beer in one hand and bowl with the other. Yeah, it depends how coordinated you are. I, well, I'm true. Fly fishing is a a step beyond like spinner fishing, which I feel true. Like okay, is... yeah, that's right. I don't know that much about fly fishing. <laughs> it looks like fun and it is really relaxing. fun and relaxing. Yeah, it's like meditative active meditation basically but that sounds great I was like oh my god I'm trying to climb and fly fish and my right shoulder is like stop so Mm. I think having having a plan even for something like that like I'm not downplaying fishing but it is quite different from like Mm -hmm. running a marathon you know and I think you still need to plan like whether whether it's something like okay in December, I crochet my aunts, uncles, all the nieces and nephews a hat. <laughs> you have to plan for that because your fingers are going to be jacked up after that. True. Like, I yeah. think there are just things in your life that or you like, have to be aware of. Oh, yeah. Or like, okay, when you're doing like a bunch of manual labor on your house, like if you're doing like just oh my God. reno shit, yes. like it's just like you're just going to be like generally exhausted, even if yeah. it isn't manual labor. Like there's just going to be things that are like generally exhausting why which is why being aware of like what's going on in your personal life as you like plan your performance objectives like you only have so much energy as a human Mm -hmm. and like it's not like you know you have you know it's not it's you're only one person and the energy has to come from somewhere um so uh I do let's see I do want to give a few more tips for those of you that are like no I really don't know how to set goals I'm still confused I have no idea what I want to (laughs) do um especially when it comes to when it comes to outdoor climbing. So a couple of things I want to throw out, especially to weekend warriors. Um, it's okay to have like send fast type goals. Like you don't have to be obsessed with doing like your next hardest grade or like doing some like big massive project. Like you can have goals to like flash a new grade or like flash so many of this grade um, or like, send you know maybe it's like you can send v you've sent v5s in like two or three sessions maybe your goal this year is to be able to send a v5 in a session right like i think those like rate of completion type goals can be really fun especially if life is just like not lending itself to like a big mega project um i think that can be really powerful and sometimes more fun and less like mentally exhausting than digging into something super duper hard uh, so there's that. Caitlin, I want to ask you this too. Are you familiar with the concept of like a route pyramid or a boulder pyramid? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this, I have mixed feelings about it. I think it's like, okay, as a guideline, but I also think some climbers are so rigid that they would like yeah. do crazy shit. Like if they've already sent four 
11 B's, but they're like, I have to send my fifth 11 B before I'm allowed to try an 11 C. And I'm like, I think that shit can get a little wild, especially with how subjective grades are. So I'm, I think like the general idea of it is fine, but whatever. Um, have you ever heard of using ladders instead? You may have described ladders I to think, me a bit ago, yeah. but I'm going to need a refresher because I think yes. pyramids I hear about all the time, but sure, I'm curious sure. to hear about ladders from from you saying that, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe you're hinting that they're better. <laughs> I don't know necessarily if they're better, but I just think it kind of depends on like how much time you have to climb outside because mm-hmm. the idea of a pyramid sounds cool, but if you don't get to climb outside that much, like you know, you could spend like a whole season building like one rung of a pyramid just because like you're obsessed with having to send like eight of something, which yeah. I don't think is a bad thing. But like, you know, if you do like if you have trained hard and you're like more inspired by like, you know, trying to send the next grade up or something, I just think like the rigidity of the pyramid can be a little bit like stifling. Um, So I yeah, really totally. like um. So this is a this is a Carly Carly Rager thought, um, but she came up with this idea of like ladders, um, or maybe she didn't come up with it, but she's the one I heard it from. So for the context of this, she came up with it. Um, but <laughs> what she does, um, and I've seen her do this on climbing trips, where instead of trying to like send a whole base of climbs, like let's say you're in a new area or whatever, she'll do. She has this concept called ladders, where instead of being like I have to send this many eleven Bs or whatever, she'll be like I'm gonna do, and Carly climbs really fucking hard, so it'll be like. I'm going to do an 11D and then I'll do a 12A. Then I'll do a 12B and like kind of do like one of each grade to work your way up at the beginning of a season versus feeling like you have to do like a bunch of each grade. And I think that mentality can be really nice because you're just like progressively, you know, making your sends and you can do this with boulders too, but like you're progressively making your sends harder um, without like having to spend, you know, a ton of time. Um, and obviously like if you had the time to build a whole perfect pyramid and like that didn't burn you out and you had limitless time outside, that's great and all. But I think the ladders can be a really fun way to kind of like work your way up during your outdoor season if you don't have um, as much time outside as you might like. So, yeah. Yeah. We can, that's I feel a fun like... one to talk about, too, just to mention yeah. this episode, if you're like thinking about how to spend your seasons and all of that. Totally. Well, I feel like weekend warrior life ladders could be yeah better but also I will say this like when I go outside my goal is not to do like progressively harder things in a day Mm -hmm. but I think if I go to a new place I might look at it as like maybe the ladders or pyramids aren't necessarily based on grades they're more so based on like I want to check out, yeah, yeah, like I want to, I want to check out like these really crimpy problems and then I'll Mm -hmm. check out these big dynamic, dynamic types of climbs. And then I also want to check out like, yeah, it's almost like you're, it's not necessarily about like the grade and it's not necessarily a ladder, but it's almost just like stuff you want to get on from a like style perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, that can that can be fun too (laughs) yeah for sure um so yeah I just wanted to share those couple of thoughts too if you're feeling like lost about how to spend um your time outside or like lost about what kind of like objectives so maybe your goal would be like build a ladder up to 12 whatever or build a ladder up to v9 or I don't know what it is but you know just a couple of ideas you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to ladder you don't have pyramid you don't have to do any of that but if you needed some ideas um those are some fun ways to Very do it cool. but yeah i think that's oh should i should i go back to yes. the steps just to wrap you, it up yes just rip through them and rip. and give us because this is a nice little homework assignment for yes. everyone listening here's your <laughs> climbing homework for when you're like full of holiday cheer and cookies and eggnog and you just need to like feel organized so okay <laughs> all right so Step one, you're going to get out a piece of paper, you're going to write all the months down, and you're going to get your personal calendar somewhere near you. Um, step two, you're going to fill in each month with events, work vibes, anything going on in your personal or work life that could you know, impact the amount of time and energy that you have for your climbing plans. Uh, step three, you're going to brainstorm the future version of your climbing self. You're going to write down a bunch of descriptors about what that person is like. Step four, you're going to imagine how your future climbing self would spend the year and you are going to plan out opportunities for how you could become your future climbing self. 
Step five, you're going to fill in the gaps. You're going to pick out what months that are going to be your performance-based months. Step six, you're going to add in training time. So you're going to take your performance-based months and then back that out into having some training time before performance periods. Seven, you're going to rank your performance priorities. So you're going to know your top three most important things for next year. Step eight, you're going to refine and you are also going to make a plan that's more solid for the next three months, the next one month, and what you're going to do this week to get where you want to go in 2024. And that's it. So just plan a whole year. It's that easy. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. There you go. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Well, I think this is really helpful and something that I know you and I have talked about a lot together. I know we've Mm -hmm. talked about it in our group programs that we host together. And I've also even brought this over into some of my coaching because I think this is such a valuable technique. And I really do think that anyone who works with you and gets this from the like one-on-one standpoint is going to benefit so much because when you have this sort of structure and plan, I really feel like it propels you forward and helps you sort of take, take control of what's controllable, but Mm -hmm. from a point of view, that's very like holistic where you're thinking about what your needs are. You're matching your goals to that without just being like, well, I'm going to send V20 next year. And then yeah, no realistic way. Like hope it happens by December 31st. And you're like, and that's your whole plan, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not 13 going on 30. That's not how it works. You don't slam into a, you know, a, a shelf and fairy dust falls down from your dream home. Anyway, I just watched that in case, <laughs> in case that's really specific. Great but one. yeah, I've been in the mood to watch Legally Blonde lately. I need to do that. Ooh, classic. Classic yeah. indeed. It you really look like is. a hot dog. <laughs> or no, you, you look like the 4th of July. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Oh my, my God. Uh, my Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> impression is not good, but long live Jennifer Coolidge. She is perfect and I love her. Um, Okay. Yes. What do you, Lauren, tell, tell <laughs> everyone what's going on generally right now for you. Um, anything you want to update us on or you got coming mm. up? Okay. So when this is coming out, it will be December. Uh, I will be just getting my shit together um, because I have so many athletes <laughs> starting with me in January and I'm making like some cool upgrades to the custom plan program that Ooh. I'm excited about. Um, just, it's going to be good. Um, the other thing I am working on in December is my Crush It intro program. So if you're like not yet ready for a Crush It plan, I did have the, this on pre-sale over Black Friday. Um, it will, but it the real sale will be happening in January and I'm putting that program um, together as this is being recorded and all that. So that's what's going on. And then as always, uh, you can grab a, crush it sport climbing or crush it bouldering program on my website those are always available um and yeah that's that's what's going on but hope just gearing up for a great 2024 um make a good spray even more excellent tidier and diverse in the program offerings that i have so that's what i'm doing well what are you doing caitlin kind of the same uh (laughs) it's bananas (laughs) over here i feel like I'm finally gearing up to do some things in the new year that I've Mm. been really excited about for, well, really since day one of my business and it's almost here. Yeah. Uh, But I'm not going to share too many details yet because it's still in the works and I want to make sure it's ironed out before I talk about Mm -hmm. it. But I am accepting applications for 2024 and I'm kind of going about my applications and how I work with people a little differently in the new year. So I am going to be adding people to cohorts, even though you're going to be working with me one-on-one, there are some opportunities to communicate with other people if you're open to it so that you don't feel as isolated on your journey toward figuring out your nutrition and what works for you. So there is power in community. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Love that. That's so cool. Super excited. Hell yeah. (laughs) That is great. Yeah. I loved when I switched my like custom plan athletes to being like in a group because like me being supportive is obviously helpful and all that, but like seeing each other, seeing everyone celebrate each other and like help each other out or like meet up to go rock climbing together is like so fucking cool. So yeah. Yeah. Love, love group vibes. It is great. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited for you. Hell yes. Thank you. Um, Sweet. Well, Wild times were had. I hope that you all (laughs) feel ready to do some planning. And like literally, if you take 10 minutes to do this and that's all you do and you just have like a crappy little note in your phone. 
that's all I usually have and it helps a yep. fuck ton. So do this. It's helpful. Um, yeah. And if you do it and you like have your little note, please tag me on Instagram, tag us on Instagram. I want to see it. I love your little notes. Um, I'll put up mine probably at some point when this episode comes out so you can like see what mine have looked like over the years, but it's nice to have. Um, so for sure. Very cool. Um, okay. Well, I think that's a, that's about it. Um, it's a wrap. until next time, everyone, keep, keep it, it average. <laughs> <laughs>